Welcome I'm just to, saying that a cup titties are like a mouthful. Welcome to the Guys Review, a podcast where we review media, products, and experiences, but not bras. Yet. We could do bras. I vote but, for the big ones. Like, maybe you have to wear one around for a full day and see. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I'd say Trey's I was going to say, you could a, probably use some support. A solid oh. B, he's probably got a solid <laughs> B cup there. You got nothing? You're just going to let that one go? <laughs> I mean, he looks like that. I have to let him have something. That's true. He needs a win occasionally. My name is Steven. As, you, as, as always, my co-hosts with me are Chris, Trey, and Tucker. Say hello, fellas. How you I doing? Guess, since All we've right. already... Fuck you, Tucker. <laughs> All right. Today, we're going to do a fan request. Uh, one of the hosts of the Produce Stand podcast had suggested that we do Gross Point Blank, so we're going to review that today. Thanks to Al for his suggestion. And um, I think he said that was his favorite or one of his favorite movies, right? I think he said it was probably... I think the favorite movie, so... That's a good choice. Yeah, no, it's not It's not bad. It's solid, so... Uh, but before we get to that, we're going to... Um, we'll, we'll tell a little bit about ourselves, kind of go about our week. Um... I guess we'll just go reverse order. We'll we'll just do Chris, Trey, Tucker, me. So Chris, how, yeah, how was your week? You know, I'm realizing that I'm getting older. I just no shit. No, this movie listen, does not help. Listen, by the way, well, yeah, that's true. No, uh, two days ago I was laughing and I noticed that I was started wheezing when I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, like, <laughs> like, like, like. <laughs> like that. Like the uh, the guy off of Billy Madison. <laughs> yeah. The little weasel laugh. <laughs> and what made it so bad was like I was trying to catch my breath at the same time, so it was even harder. So you were just actually like, it was wheezing, really wheezing there, yeah. So yeah, I'm fine now. I'm getting older. It's a fun, fun week thing to do, huh? <laughs> it was annoying the shit out of my wife. <laughs> even better. Stop fucking doing that. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> she doesn't like being married to a geriatric, I guess. <laughs> She's got a shot coming later. I on. know, right? <laughs> Trey, how about you? What was, how was your week, bud? It wasn't bad. Yeah? Yeah. Whitney had like a stomach virus, so she I'm, went and got it, like a COVID test because nice. she was worried. Yeah. It was negative. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. N- nothing nothing you want to share that she doesn't want you to share this time? <laughs> oh, well, I could definitely share something she don't want me to share, but I, I, since I got yelled at last time, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not here now to yell at you, and she'd have to listen to the episode to know that you shared it. Yeah, it's all right. I showed my in-laws some houses today. How was that? Are you trying to get them further away or closer? Bringing them closer because we're having a kid. Don't but... do it. What? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but it was pretty cool because she was sick. Like they didn't stay with us. Ah, uh, fair. Yeah. All right. That's good. Small yeah. doses. <laughs> like penicillin. Must be fucking nice. <laughs> I'm just joking. Tucker, how about you, buddy? How was your week? Do you want to? Go ahead. I see you. I see you sitting there, Trey. Go ahead. Tucker, I'm very interested about your week. <laughs> Well, my wife. Nobody <laughs> gives a shit. <laughs> God, that was loud as shit. Damn. <laughs> shit. My apologies. <laughs> Learn to fucking drive. Well, my wife got her second COVID shot this week, so she was feeling kind of sick this early part of this weekend. But so has her t- has her tail started growing yet? Not yet. I'm just wondering. But the mustache is coming in nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Better than Tucker's. <laughs> Easily. He can't grow hair on his head anywhere. <laughs> like a potato, he's only going to grow extra ears. Look, as long as I don't grow like an arm out of my ass, I'll be happy when I finish getting mine. Are you starting to that, grow a beard there? That could be helpful. Do what? Are you starting to grow a beard there? No, I just hadn't shaved since Friday. That's going to look weird as shit. Bald guy with a beard. all that hair down there, but none up here on the <laughs> top. 
Well, if you ask Steven, it's all just migrating south. Yeah. It's just trying to get away from the main part of your face is what it's doing. <laughs> Any way it can go. God, it hates it too. <laughs> so Tucker, with like you growing this facial hair, like are you full on like not giving a shit anymore? Like are you drinking on the job like most cops do? <laughs> no, I gotta shave tomorrow, unfortunately. Okay. I haven't been putting narcotics, so I gotta shave. Do you have to shave narcotics? I guess for like undercover work yeah. or something? Man, they got the best job. They get to wear tennis shoes, jeans, t shirts. Uh- They, now they're not driving Ferraris. Oh, okay. I'll give them that. I saw the guy like from Narcotics like pull over a kid like in our parking lot the other day, and he straight up like was putting his like police vest on because he was just wearing like an orange t-shirt and a hat. It's <laughs> just like, oh, this is not good. Yeah, and then he calls me and says, "Hey, I think the sheriff's deputies have somebody stopped." I'm like, motherfucker, the vest says police on it, not sheriff. Well, Whatever. there was a sheriff's deputy parked right behind him. We back each other up on traffic stops. It's called common courtesy, professional courtesy. Same reason I don't get tickets when I speak. <laughs> Wait, no, I mean, I, I don't speak. Yeah, really. Do you really back each other up or you're just that fucking bored? Yes. I mean, if, you're, if, you're, yes. if yes. you roll up on somebody that's on a traffic stop, you know, just stop and make sure they're good. I do it all the time when I'm driving home from, uh, from Opelika. If there's an Auburn officer, I'll pull up behind them, turn my lights on. Hey, you good? Cool. Great. Have a good night. Very nice of you. I've got kind of a funny story from this week. Uh, I have a friend of mine who lives in Atlanta whose name I will not use. And um, he has. You know Ricky? Yes. Okay. Ricky Bobby. No, no. Ricky. Other know. Ricky. Yeah. Other Ricky. Okay. So, anyways, his son is uh, his son is autistic. And um, they had some issues. So, with they all like, have that in common. Oh. What? Really? No, just sit back and keep your mouth shut. Thank you. It was a good try. Jesus. So, anyways. Uh, he's telling me the story about how, like, uh, you know, he had a COVID thing that came up and they had to go get tests and all this quarantine. It's just, it was very difficult for him. And I'm trying to remember exactly how something came up about, he was just, he was complaining about this, that, and the other. And I was like, you know, it's really funny because when my daughter had her COVID test and had to come home, she didn't complain like a little bitch about it. (laughs) (laughs) He started laughing so hard. And I said, you know, if you want me to, I can take a picture of my daughter's balls and let you see what they actually look like. Jesus. (laughs) He was, he was dying. And I was like, (laughs) and I was like, man, you know, we just, I mean, we're guys, we bust each other's balls and everything. And I was just like, you know, I I should feel bad about making fun of your autistic son. He's like, but it's so funny. I was like, I know, but (laughs) not making fun of him, but just like the situation. It was just one of those. Maybe you should have had to been there for that one. It's bad when I'm the one cringing. I know. It was it was funnier at the time, I guess, now that I think about it. Because I actually I even asked him at the time, I said, Hey, can I tell the story on the podcast? He's like, Yeah, no names. I was like, All right, cool. Oh, I'm sorry, Ricky. <laughs> you had to out him like that. Yeah. Other than that, my week was uh was pretty solid. I, I closed on I closed on my first house this week, or well, like as an agent. Golf nice. clap everyone. Yeah, oh, so you, you got the check. I got the check and everything. Oh, you're taking us to dinner? Nope. Man, fuck you. It's going in savings, man. It's going to, it's going to buy a couch one day. If you take your commission check and you can't go buy the couch right now, like it's a problem. No, it's it's figuring out which couch. So, where are y'all gonna buy that from? I have no idea. I haven't been told yet. <laughs> go out to Gory's because it'll be cheaper than anywhere else. Uh, I have no idea. She I, she actually is looking at a couch from IKEA because you can change like the cover. So if she feels like she wants to do something different. She can change the cover on it. But I don't know. I mean, again, I just. Well, I have go, not been told yet. Go to Gory's. You can use my truck. Or you can come see me, and I'll give you my employee discount. I don't want to pay $3,000 for a $1,000 couch. Like I said, my employee discount. <laughs> so you'd be paying $1,500 for a $500 couch then? <laughs> 
I don't want to pay it off monthly. I don't worry about you coming to repossess it from my house. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Well, let's move on into the end of the movie. Uh, well, hang on. So we always oh, talk yeah. about where the first time we saw the movie. Sure. Uh, so Chris, Chris. Uh, you know, I'm sure. Uh, damn, it was so long ago. Ninety six, ninety seven. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's no telling. I probably, Released in ninety seven. Yeah. I mean, there's no telling. I was probably watching it with somebody. <laughs> first wife, Anita. <laughs> sure. We'll say first wife. Were you trying to finger banger? <laughs> I'm sure. Okay. What was the song, uh, the Weezer song that, that always worked for you? Say just, it ain't so. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'm wondering if uh, Violent Films does the same. Well, after the song was, I mean, after the movie was over, I sure did get some blister. Oh, oh Jesus! Ew! You're beating off the mini driver. They, oh, <laughs> they make shots and ointments for that. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks that she's, you know, not that good looking. No, she's all right. She's Go. got square. I mean, 97. Yeah, she has. Her head is a rectangle. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Trey, what, have you seen this before? Uh, bits and pieces. Like it never caught my attention before, but I watched it twice this week. Nice. Yeah. Good call, Tucker. Uh, I saw it late 90s, early 2000s. It's a fucking great movie. Never seen it. It was the first time. So I started it yesterday. I finished it today. Well, actually, I started yesterday, got about halfway through, and then I restarted it today to type all my notes. I actually have owned this movie on DVD for more years than I can remember. (laughs) All right. Gross Point Blank was directed by George Armitage. The screenplay was by John Cusack, Steve Pink, Tom Jankowitz, and D.V.D. Vincentis. Jesus. I know, right? I tried. <laughs> Stars John Cusack, Mini Driver, Dan Aykroyd, Joan Cusack, and Jeremy Piven. That's a weird order to put those in. I know. But I'm a big Jeremy Piven fan, by I mean, the way. That's the guy who played, that's Paul, right? The friend? Yeah. 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 Played Ari on, uh, oh shit. On Entourage. Entourage, yes, thank yeah. you. Apparently oh, yeah. in real life, like he's a dick. Like he's like trying to do like blowing hookers. Really? Yeah. So basically he was Ari in real life. Supposedly. Okay, hmm. I mean, that's fair. I've never seen I've never seen Entourage. Oh, it's good. Titties. I've, I've heard. Titties. <laughs> Lots of titties. It was released on April eleventh, nineteen ninety seven. It was made with a budget of fifteen million dollars, which is twenty four point two million today. Box office hall was thirty one point one million, which would be fifty million today, uh, with a gross of sixteen million. Uh well, over, you know, the original box office thirty one. Twenty eight of that thirty one came from America and three million was international. And IMDB gave it seven point three out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes has it at eighty percent. Google users have it at 87%, and Metacritic gives it a 76%. So, kind of mixed reviews. I mean, you got a C's and B's. Not too shabby. Yeah, like titties. <laughs> <laughs> no A's, huh? Dude, leave those things alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know the girl that was missing the tip of her pinky? She was an A cup. <laughs> <laughs> she just had a lot going against her, huh? That was two strikes. I was out at one. <laughs> you're playing. You're playing kickball rules, huh? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you start with one strike. <laughs> okay. I don't, uh, think, I don't think her titty size mattered because he, he's admitted to fucking this girl. That's true. Huh. You did sleep with her. Yeah. Wasn't for her titties. <laughs> Obviously. Just, just, so we're, just so we're clear. How many times did you sleep with this girl before you realized she oh, was missing a pinky? Oh. You said you were only together like a month, right? So at least four or five times. Yeah, it's college. It was about yeah. my whole time in bloodship because like she saved me from getting in some trouble. So, and that's how you repair. Yeah, it was at least eight weeks. So fair enough. 
But he doesn't have to put a number on it. Good lord. Oh, okay, so multiple we can, times. So we can assume more than ten at this point if it was an eight week relationship. Oh yeah. And it took you that long to realize she was missing part of a finger. <laughs> what are you fucking holding hands afterward? God damn. <laughs> I didn't let her sleep over if that made a difference. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> I wish, right. wish you grabbed your thing. You didn't like kind of feel it was off a bit. I mean, that was probably her offhand. Like, would you, would your dominant hand be the one that you're missing a digit I on? Know. I mean, like, come on. Ellie so, like, Wheezy over here can't I mean, hold it together. I mean, she's clearly bowling with her right hand at that point. Like, you, you lose control with that pinky. She, she probably just didn't need all those fingers. <laughs> she did use that hand because you know more like, like more a, room. It's right? Like, it's like an evolutionary thing. She just lost the finger. Like it just fell off. <laughs> Oh, God. <clears throat> all right, here we go, the plot. <clears throat> I apologize to all six listeners. Oh, no, right? Sorry, Mom. <laughs> it opens with Martin, played by John Cusack, on the phone in the middle of a quote-unquote job when his assistant, Marcella, played by Joan Cusack, tells him about his high school's 10-year reunion. He kills his mark, supposedly saving someone else, when Dan Aykroyd's grocer steps out and kills who Martin had just saved. They meet up afterwards, obviously not trusting each other, and Grocer tells him he's starting an organization for assassins, which also establishes their history together. Martin wants to stay solo. We then find Martin in Miami. He has devised an ingenious... You got some? I'm watching the football game. Oh, sorry. Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, he has devised an ingenious way to kill his mark but trying to by trying to drip some poison into his sleeping mouth. When he moves and wakes up, Martin has to go in and finish the job himself. Back at his office, Marcella tells him the clients are not happy with the snafu and that Martin must. Uh, Martin says his research shows the guy should have been in deep REM, giving us an idea of how much he researches. To appease the clients, Martin has to do a rush job, a rush job in Detroit, of which Gross Point is a suburb. He then goes and speaks with his therapist, who doesn't want to treat him. We start to learn about his high school sweetheart, Debbie. Grocer has a job pulled from him, and he suspects Martin. Grocer calls someone else to take Martin out after he takes the mark. Sorry, that end got a little clunky there. Yeah. That's a fair amount to go over. It is. So, but I mean, still, maybe I got a little too specific. But um, I think it's funny when, when the whole song, movie starts, it's playing that, I can see clearly now. And the whole thing is that he has no idea. Like, he's obviously in a rut, you yeah. know? And and it's such a bright, fun song, and it starts with this guy you know, putting together a sniper rifle. Yeah, I'm I'm about to kill someone, and he's talking on the phone like it's just like a nonchalant conversation, you know. I, and what about that headset? I mean, that was pure 19, 1990, that was 1996. Pure all day. 1996. I wonder why. I mean, yeah, I know, but <laughs> it's just fun now because I mean, yeah. I can pop in one of my oh, AirPods and yeah, you know, it's just you okay? Yeah, I'll yeah. live. Uh. Let's see. A hitman. He says that he's a hitman with scruples because what she she offers him a job like a, taking out a Greenpeace Greenpeace boat. boat. Yeah, he's like I got scruples. Like, eh. which is funny because hitman like, hitman with a heart of gold. I did like the uh, I did like the entrance by Dan Aykroyd's character Grocer where he just pops steps out, and then just drops the revolvers oh, yeah. and ditches the coat and walks away. Yeah, those are big revolvers too. Those oh, I mean, yeah. those like they were like shooting fifty cows. I mean. I would assume that'd be something like a three fifty seven Magnum or a forty four, but yeah. I mean, it's a big ass round. That's a big round. And um, <clears throat> go ahead. Oh, uh, the guy in Miami. I like when he walked in, and the, and the guy in Miami goes, "Whatever it is I'm doing, whatever it is I'm doing, you don't like. I'll stop doing it." And then he just he just looks at him like, "It's not me," mm-hmm. and just I mean, 
cold. It's one of the great running jokes in the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is. That scene was ripped straight out of a James Bond movie, too. It was... Um, Literally ripped straight out. Oh, yeah. It was... Um, I think it was You Only Live Twice, where the... He's in uh, China or Japan, and he's obviously banging a Chinese chick. Bond, I assume. Bond is. As, as Bond one is. would do in one of those locations. Well, unless you're know. in a Fast and the Furious movie, then you find the only British girl in the damn movie. <laughs> but... uh that nobody was, likes a cups. I'll just repeat it. <laughs> or you're tucking, you're going to Thailand, but you know, that's for. Yeah, that's a whole different situation. Yeah. But Lady yeah, that was, boys, that was ripped straight out of straight out of the. I don't remember that. That was one. Of, it was one of Sean Connery's movies where he had like the little flying mini helicopter. Hmm. Okay. Is yeah, it the one where he threw the shoe at the guy? That either. Odd really? job. No, I figured you would have seen that in yeah. theaters, Chris. What James Bond? Yeah. <laughs> Sean Connery when it came out back in '63. Sure. Why not? Got to keep on harping on that. Sorry. <laughs> unlike Chris, unlike Chris, it's the joke that never gets old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, in Detroit, we find two guys following Martin in. Martin cruises by the radio station, and we're introduced to Mini Driver's Debbie. Well, hold up. Let's. We we never even talked about Alan Arkin and his Doctor Oatman character. No, uh, that but we didn't talk about you know uh, Dan Aykroyd's character like. Approaching him like after the uh, yeah, you're the, the, the well, punch I, I, well, I mean, I, I talked about it. Y'all didn't say anything. Well, okay, well, yeah. so Dan Aykroyd when he approaches afterwards, it was pretty funny because like you know he asked, "Hey, were you in the Pacific Northwest?" Yeah, and he's like, "Nah, wasn't there." And he was very clearly there because he killed the dog. Yeah, because yeah, which you find out we don't know yet. We find out later on. And their characters are are so similar. They they have the same type of phone. They mm. drive the same type of cars. The Lincoln they, Town Car. Yeah. Aside from the way that Martin dresses, which is just all in black, I mean, he looks like a fucking mathematician. Yeah. Or a magician. M- oh, yeah. No, I was thinking Ian Malcolm from um, Jurassic Park. He mm. always dressed him. He was a mathematician. Fair I- enough. I was thinking like Job from Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was obvious. it's obvious that they don't trust each other. You know, they did the kind of sidestep. They did an awkward handshake and everything, and then talking about even. And, and they're both like reaching. Yeah, in their jacket, oh yeah, they're both yeah, like finger fucking their pistols. But even even before when he pulls up, when he calls him, he's like, "Oh, where are you?" He's like, oh, "I'm in Burma or something like that." Budapest. Budapest. Which I think oh, is. Yeah, I see you right there on the bridge of the Danube. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> Just lying to him, lying to each other. But I mean, the idea of pulling, making a, a killers union is kind of a good idea. It's an interesting idea, I guess. I mean, you know, they did that, right? That doesn't surprise me. It was called Murder Inc. Ran out of New York. Wasn't that Ooh. some like dark web shit? Dark web. No, it was the, the mafia in like the 1930s, forties. Uh, Maybe uh, I'm thinking of like what was his Dread Pirate Roberts or whatever was the dark <clears> web. <throat> yeah, that, that was the guy that did ran everything from drugs. Ran to, the Silk Road, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but um, but yeah, Alan Arkin's character, Doctor Oatman. Yeah, I, I love that first interaction you see with him. He's sitting there talking about how his li- he's in a rut and his life's falling apart and he's not happy. And one of the first things out of out of, of Doctor Oatman's mouth is, "I'm not your therapist. <laughs> I don't I don't treat you. You I didn't tell me what you did for four sessions and then you. I have a what do you say? I have an emotional connection with you. And he's like, "What? He's like, I'm afraid of you." <laughs> Yeah, they kind of breeze over that. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought their their whole interaction there was great. It was a great dynamic. Yeah, and then it was when, pretty funny. And Throughout then when the he tells uh, tells Doctor Oatman, you know, help me out. Tell me tell me something. Plus, I know where you live. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, oh, that's not oh, oh. oh. Now I, now I think I have to come up with something, or or Martin's gonna blow my head off. He's like, I never really thought about it, but he's like, but you did because you said it. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was a good interaction, and it's an interaction that's going to keep coming up. Yeah. Though I mean, it's the only time they interact face-to-face. Every, every other time. Yeah, because he's gone. Yeah, because he, yeah. he goes. So. Yeah, because he goes to Michigan. Yeah, goes to Detroit. So, And in Detroit, we find uh, two guys following Martin into Detroit, or I guess he's technically going to Gross Point at this point. Um, Martin cruises by the radio station, and we're introduced to many drivers. Debbie, he goes by the high school and has an interesting conversation with an old teacher who he tells he's going home. Martin is shown pulling up to a neighborhood, but there's a convenience store where we think his home used to be. We find out uh, he had no idea what has happened. He then goes and finds his mom in, a, in some sort of home, obviously with some sort of mental illness, and she does not know what happened either. Uh, Martin then goes back to talk to Debbie at the radio station. It's a very strange interaction. She kisses him, and then they, ha- then they have it out live on air. I mean, I guess he walks out, then he walks back in. They have their weird conversation. It's... I- I'm just going to say in the middle of reading this, I loved how it was blocked, how they keep kept switching and like the power dynamic kept changing. I thought it was really good. Um, after leaving, Martin bumps into his old friend, Paul. They ride around and catch up. Paul also tells him he brokered the deal to sell Martin's house to, uh, <laughs> the, to the Ultimart. He contacts Marcella saying he's made two, he has made two spooks and a ghoul so far and thinks they, they may have double, book, double booked or are trying to kill him. Martin goes back to the Ultimart, and the ghoul shows up. A shootout occurs, and the Ultimart gets blown up. He then sets up a date with Debbie. All right, so there's a there's a lot to go there's over a lot. there. Yeah. Um, so first first thing I'm going to say is I have to disagree with Sorry. both of them. Mini Driver is freaking hot in this movie. No, no. she's not bad. No. no, she's like 27. She is freaking gorgeous in this movie. Usually, like the attractive women are not the ones with like the round <laughs> cheeks in the movie, like. And she pulls it off very well. Because she's got very high cheekbones, and she's very... She has a British accent. Like, that's it. Chiseled. No. Nah, Is she actually British? Probably. I think so. I didn't know that. Mm. Let me yeah. verify. I think I said this before. She was in uh, She was in Goldeneye, because she was... What was that TV show she That's was right. On? She was, uh, she was dating the director or mm-hmm. something. She um, was. But yeah, she was She was hot in that movie. It was, so, um, the, the Mini Mart. Mm-hmm. Does anybody think that's just so weird? Yeah, she's right from in London. The, yeah, she she's what? from London. Oh, does, it, does anybody think London? that's weird though? Like how it's just like in the neighborhood. Yeah, it's just it's like just in the middle of a neighborhood. It's like a neighborhood. It's a zoning nightmare. <laughs> like nobody's well, going to approve that on the city council. I love when yeah. he walks in there and he, he looks at this kid, this this obviously <laughs> late teens, early twenties stoner kid. What are you doing here? <laughs> Why are you here? I'm just pulling who, the double shit, you, man. Where do you live? Who, who's your manager? That's you know what? what? Don't worry about it. What's done is done. Wait, you think that kid's like a teenager? That dude's like older than John Cusack in this movie. <laughs> and it, 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 he's like this burnout, like just never going to burn out. He's a, he's <laughs> he's a, he's an old stoner, whatever. Yeah. But um, so interesting little uh, piece of trivia for this movie: Gross Point High School is a real high school. And mm-hmm. They would not let them film at that at their high school because they didn't want the the connotation, the of, connotation one of their of one of their graduates being a hitman. Yeah, yeah. Gross Point is an actual suburb of Detroit. We can go check it out sometime. But no, it's not. But the the, the first trip to the Ultimart. Did anybody else catch the James Bond reference there? The mm. Live and Let Die. Yeah, they were yeah. playing Guns and Roses, Live and Let Die on the radio when he pulls up, and then as soon as he goes in the store, the music never skips a beat, but it goes to like that elevator music, and it's yeah. a, and it's an elevator music rendition of Live and Let Die. Yeah. that picks up right where the Guns and Roses yeah. left off. I did. I did. I did notice that, but I didn't. I mean, I never thought about the James Bond connection. Oh, I definitely wouldn't have thought about James Bond connection. <sighs> I don't even why. I've never seen James Bond movie. God so. Almighty! My God! I allow it. What? Why do we hang out with him? Because I don't watch Star Wars. I mean, like that's fine. Do you watch James Bond? I've seen like three. 
I don't want you in the new stuff. There's like really? 27 yeah. of them. 30, I think, at this point. Is it? I think you're I've lost count. Or, I don't know. Yeah, they just keep throwing out retread. Like, come up with something new. They're all, they're all, they're original, all... original stories. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's based on, a, like, a, I'm trying to, it, uh, oh, he's based on Ian Fleming. I yeah. think basing on himself, because he was a spy and stuff during, right, during World the War. World War II. Yeah. All right, first of all, he wasn't, like, a true spy. He was, like, in, he was, like, the director of, like, counterintelligence. That's spy shit. By very definition, if you're working counterintelligence, you're a spook. Yeah, but he's not like a spy. Like he's putting out like the misinformation part. Like he's not the one going out like getting the actual information. There was a show that I watched about this, and it was actually really good because he did he did do some undercover stuff, like where he had to, like real spy stuff. He might have ended up as like a director, but he did some real like out in the world spy stuff. I think it was more like him trying to like smuggle like literature, but yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> when. Uh... <laughs> I mean, based on like the the little mini series I saw. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So when Martin goes and sees his mom in the, I guess, assisted living nursing home, whatever, mm-hmm. and they tell me you've been taking lithium. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was high as a fucking kite, yeah, and she, she was. was out of her mind. Yeah, yeah, she was talking to his dad, who was clearly dead. He's been dead for yeah, yeah years. I thought. I, I, so when when they're in the uh, when he goes to the radio station to oh. talk to Debbie. That kiss was completely ad libbed. It was totally. But here's the thing that I liked about it because it actually, I actually weirdly, unfortunately, thought about you when he sits down. <laughs> he sits. He sits down and he's like really like uncomfortable and everything. He gets up and he closes the, the the blinds. Now instantly I knew I was like, oh, he doesn't like he doesn't like his back being to the door of the windows. Right. Absolutely. And you're very much like that. And I, as often as possible, if we go out to eat, I make sure that he has his back to the door because I like how uncomfortable it makes him. <laughs> <laughs> such an asshole for that, by the We way. have not been out to eat in, like, months. The first time I've gone out to eat since last March, I guess it was, it was when Ashley was in the hospital, and we went to, to Outback. And I guess, I don't know if I walked in first or whatever, but when she showed us to our seat, it was, in, it was a corner booth. And so I took the corner seat looking back, and he's like, he's like, switch for me. I was like, no, sit down. Yeah. We went out to eat, like, the day I got, like, arrested, like, when I bailed out. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Did he sit with his face in the door? Or did you make him put his back to the nah, door? No, he like beat me to it. He like sort of like halfway like sprinted to it. <laughs> did you armbar him so you could get by him to get to the the, the seat you wanted? No, nah, I just juked him because he's not that fast. <laughs> Dude, I'm faster than you. You know that, right? Oh, I want to see this. Let my toe heal up. I will beat you in a. Oh, now years. he's got excuses. I've had this thing going on for what, like three weeks now. Is this still the dog thing? Yeah, dude, like the gout. Like oh, the gout. So they'll never get cured. So we'll never, we're never going to figure nah. this out, dude. It's, it was feeling good a couple of days ago, and like it's hurting again. I will. It's convenient. I want to see be, this. I will beat you in a forty. I want to see this. We're going to make this happen. I don't care. We'll sneak onto a football field, and we'll do a forty-yard dash. I mean, I'm cool with it. Let's do it. Yeah. You just tell us when you're ready, and we'll we'll do yeah. it. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, let's um, see what else there is. Um, and I, and I like the interview where she's bringing up so. There, there was this girl sitting at home on the best night of her young life in a $700 prom dress. Which is way too much for a prom dress. I'm just saying. I mean, I, I don't. You would do it. You'd spend that on a prom dress. For, for, go, for, for, him, for himself it. or for Abby? Well, either one. I, th- I think, like, <laughs> some, I, hope, I hope she doesn't grow into his size. Some people, some people want to feel pretty sometimes. Don't judge. I'm so pretty. <laughs> well, I'm saying for '97, I, I, I should I should have calculated how much a $700 prom dress in '97 would be well, today. Because that like sounds twelve or thirteen hundred. You know, that I, sounds I, that sounds expensive. I was gonna say I, I'd probably say it was probably more expensive back then. 
because now it's a little bit easier to buy stuff. Yeah, manufacture. Yeah, it's the manufacturing. I mean, most of, back then and all, you really yeah, did have to go made, to like it's a tuxedo all made in China. store. It is all made in China. Yeah, you just go to Wish.com and get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you always get what you but order no, on Wish. I mean, but, but you got Amazon and on a bunch of other places that you can buy from well, online. Well, I mean, it, it would be cheaper today, but like it doesn't change like the cost. Like $700 back then, it's still... Yeah. That's still a lot of money. Today. Yeah. I wouldn't want to pay for it. What about when he? What about when Martin reconnects with? Uh, oh, hang on, hang on. Story time. Oh so, shit! No. <laughs> so speaking of like dresses, you know, I don't know like how relevant this is, but uh, when my wife was picking out like her wedding dress, mm-hmm. she went with her mother to this wonderful little boutique in like whatever bumblefuck town it was, <laughs> and like she picks it. Well, her mom didn't know she had like a limit on the credit card, like to swipe in one spot without telling them. So she went and swiped it, and it got declined. <laughs> and her mom got super embarrassed and just like ran out of the store. Oh my god! <laughs> I had that wait, happen. Wait, is this? You said Whitney, right? Yeah. Okay, I was making sure it wasn't your first marriage. I had that no, happen to. Uh, fucking paid cash. Yeah, I had that happen to me uh, at IKEA one time. We went to buy like a bunch of countertops and cabinets and stuff like that, and they were swiping. Like, it's not going through. It's not going through. I was like, I've got the money in my account. Like, I'm looking at it right here. I'm like, look, that's my account. He's like, I don't know. So I finally called, and they're like, oh, yeah, you have a daily limit. And I was like, what? Was this when we took you up there? Uh, well, maybe. Did I don't you see remember. him get declined six times? I mean, oh, I don't remember. I was back in the I truck up to I don't think it was. I, I can't remember. This has been so long ago. But, um, but yeah, it, it, I had to call my bank, and they and they were like, oh, yeah, you have a limit. I was like, how can you limit how I spend my money? Like, no, that was when we went, because I remember you bitching about that on the ride back, because yeah, and you and Ashley were bitching about how fast I was driving. Yeah. When, I, when I was younger, my, uh, my car declined at an ice cream parlor. Why? <laughs> <laughs> they, they had debit cards in the 60s? I was going to say, was it like a piece of wood? or? Yeah, no, it was a debit card. I mean, Did they just write on the back of it how much <laughs> no, it was? No, he, he had, had to do the whole He had the whole thing. Sh- sh- thing. <laughs> and somehow it got declined. <laughs> no, I'll play. no it, it got declined. But, <laughs> but, but, but mine was because of limit. It's because my ass had a negative amount of money. That's why. Well, that happens. Yeah, but, you know, I was like 20. So. Yeah. Um, he so when, <laughs> so I, there was one one scene there that we you talked about that I really really liked, where they go to the uh, to do the showing of the house mm-hmm. and the uh, security guard shows up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it was, it was him weird. And, him and Martin get into this almost kind of, philosophical discussion about when, when you can, when kill he can legally kill somebody. Martin's sitting there, knowing he's a hitman. Yeah. And he's he's told people what he does for a living, and no, no one believes him. Nobody believes him. No one believes him. Many, yeah. But he's talking to the guy. Debbie doesn't believe him. So if let's say that you know if you see somebody standing out in the yard at ten o'clock at night, you can just legally drive up and shoot them. Yeah, pretty much. Well, because he says he's not a cop. He's serving. He's he's a security guard. Yeah, security guard. He goes above and beyond. He's better than a cop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll going back to the dress thing real fast. I I was debating on whether or not I'll tell this story. Yes. I love the ones you have to think about. If you're this is this is the I, I'm not even gonna lie. I think this is the worst thing I've ever done. Like like, oh, I'll tell you the worst thing I've ever done. Like when I think about my daughter growing up, I think about this this story, what I did, and how terrible I feel now. And I felt bad then. Don't get me wrong, but like it's amplified now that I have a daughter, and you know that's a realization. I get it. So, anyways, um, basically, I, I met this girl a long time ago in high school, and she invited me over one day to her house, and I was like, okay, we'll hang out, meet the parents. Well, I get there, and the parents aren't there. And so, you know, we, we do our thing like a lot, like all afternoon. Wait, and, wait, this, you were still a virgin at this time, right? No, no, no. 
Okay, this so so your failed sexual escapade happened before this? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm, I'm just I'm just trying. Did to I already t- I already told that story? Haven't I? I think so. Yeah. If not, I think so. If not, I mean, it's we'll, a great we'll have story. to f- we'll f- we'll fi- figure that out later on. But yes, this is obviously after I lost my virginity. This was actually the summer after. Uh, no, no, no. It was spring. It was spring of my senior year that this happened. And so you uh, had like five rounds of like thirty second bursts. Is that what's happening? <laughs> I was actually impressed with myself, to be honest with you, because it was it was several hours. But that's not the point here. Not so, for one go, right? No, no, no. I mean, there were several rounds, but it was still, it was several hours. Oh, he was shooting dust at the end of it. I needed some water. It I definitely needed some. Like a cloud. I just, I definitely <laughs> needed some Gatorade. So, anyways, um, so like she went to the bathroom to go like clean up, and I'm li- I'm just kind of laying there going, I don't really want to be here anymore. Wait, clean up? Like you shit on her? Some people into that. Don't kink shame. Yeah, no, don't kink no shame me. Did you give her the Cleveland steamer? No. <laughs> God, no. Oh. No, just, you know. Like a dirty burrito? Like, like just wrapped her up in the blanket afterwards? Jesus oh. God. Can I tell the story or not? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was a story. God. So anyway, she, she goes in the bathroom. And I'm literally just laying there just going like, I don't want to be here anymore. So I like just get up, throw my pants on. I got my shirt and my shoes. And I'm like walking out the door. And she's like, hey, hey, hey. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to go to my lake house to mow the lawn. And she was like. Okay, well, do you want to go to prom with me? And I was like, you know, I've already got one I got to go to, and I don't want to rent another tux. Oh. <laughs> like, we wow. literally just spent like three hours together, and like, oh, God. I just, I, yeah. It's been and three so, hours and only fucked for six minutes. Ha, ha, ha. That's funny. So, uh, like, I didn't call her. I didn't, like, ever respond to her. Now, here's the, the scariest. You ghosted her? I full on ghosted her. Did it. she have A cups? She was. I don't ah, come on, be they, honest. They were kind of. She was a gymnast. She was very so, tiny. So a cups and so yeah. they were probably a cups all day long. Yeah, that that's did, why you ran off. That it's did a, not factor. Cool. I do not care about that. I, I'm. I'm a. I, any size is good with me. So, anyways. Yeah, he married the woman with some of the biggest boobs you'll ever see. That's not the point here. Just because I looked out. <laughs> but uh, I did see her again, and it was like seven or so months later. It was like I came back home for like Christmas or something yeah, like she that. She gained a lot of weight. Can you shut up and let me tell the story? Jesus. God. No, she was pregnant, actually. That was kind of where I was going with that. And asshole. so I was like, I, I, and she was with a dude, and it was very nice and informal. And it was, you know, hey, this is so-and-so. I was like, oh, okay. And I kept looking at her stomach. And she's like, oh, yeah, that, that's that's the dad. I was like, because mm, my timer is not good here. But, yeah, no. So uh, that's maybe... I don't know, but oh, that. Oh man, could I, you imagine the child support on that now? Well, I mean, like, think about. It. He said this is the worst thing he's ever done. He followed a child and like fucking just rolled out like <laughs> like some goddamn GI in Vietnam. Like, <laughs> oh god! And I guarantee you, his mom doesn't know the story. No, <laughs> she's going to now. She doesn't listen anymore. It's the I did the Hanoi goodbye. Oh, no. <laughs> I felt I felt I, that, that's the worst. I think that's the worst I've ever. I think. That I can remember at least. Yeah, I feel really, really bad about that. I mean, I've done some shitty things, but I never impregnated a chicken. I don't know that it was mine. Stop it. Okay, I mean, I mean, seven months and very pregnant. That's I can do math here. Well, okay, and and in my defense, also, I really don't think you have one here. Yeah, well, she like she was banging a bunch of dudes, so that sounds more accurate. There's a line, and you don't know if it was your turn or not. Pretty much, I got you. She the, was like she was like a revolving door. We, again, I don't I'm, I don't honestly remember her name at this point. I I knew her through rock climbing. That's how we met. She was a climber. 
And Ugh, who wants to yeah, date someone with fucking man shoulders? Like <laughs> seriously, ladies, like get out of the gym. CrossFit's not for you. No, it was no. She, I mean, she wasn't like, but she was like, she was compact and and already strong from gymnastic. Rock climbing is actually it, it kind of made a lot of sense. So she was a power bottom. I mean, <laughs> she's champ for sure. But uh, she, we, God, just, damn it, keep going. We call we used to call her the climbing hoe because. She was always with with different dudes, and she dated actually a friend of mine. I think took his virginity also. So you say also. So this was technically your first. No, since the first one, the first I'm going to count because the first one that you told me didn't count. count. Uh, Was this your first? No, I don't think so. I I mean, timing and everything is kind of fuzzy for me. All right, who who was your first? The the lake house girl. No, she doesn't count. Wait, hold on, hold on. I want to get to something real quick. So, with this, we're not even going to get the movie done tonight. Just go ahead and say it. Um, no, we're so actually with the movie this, pretty fast. With this, with this young lady that you're with, God, like, how did it come about? Because I mean, she's been around and all. So, was it just like, is there like a number posted up somewhere that you got it from, or like, <laughs> no? How, I mean, because I so, it's like the line at the DMV where you take a number you're next. So, I mean, was she just like coming down the wall and she's like, hey, you know? So, like in Birmingham in the '90s, there was like two places to climb. You went to Alabama Outdoors when it was cold because it had an indoor climbing place, and then you'd go to Sand Rock, not Sand Rock, um, uh, the Boulder Fields, which is in Hoover. And so, I mean, you kind of get to know these people that are locals and, you know, and you just, I just. But you knew her before. What cup was the boulders? Or did you find out later your buddy hooked up with her? Uh, I knew before. You knew before? Yeah. Yeah. Because we'd seen her at Alabama Outdoors. We'd seen her out at the boulder fields. And, you know, occasionally we go to North Alabama to Sand Rock to do, like, uh, tournaments and stuff. So what you're saying is you got a bunch of Eskimo brothers out there. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, shit done. don't we all? <laughs> I, uh, I was a saint. Yeah, right. No, that just means no one would fuck you. He was homeschool. <laughs> I mean, who in this class was going to sleep? Hot with for him? teacher. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and plus he said he never like never went over one forty five. I still doubt that. No, that is a lie. His yeah. wife has confirmed that's a lie. Yeah. Actually, here, here's a funny picture I can show you real fast. I know, uh, please, um, please post this to the website, too. I should. I should do that, but I've got to find it first. Um, this is a girl who is apparently obsessed with Tucker. Oh, like off of this? Off of, oh, man. Oh, no, it got deleted. Wait, a girl's, oh, darn. A, a girl's obsessed with Tucker off of the podcast? No, 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 no. Just No, I think I know who this is. This was back in college. Oh, man. No, you know what? Just post it up to the website. Let's, we can keep doing it. Are you talking about, you're talking about, uh, well, I'm not going to say real names. No, just call her name she was, she was in the wedding, right? In your wedding? Yeah. I think so. So She, she had wa- the round orange face. Yeah, so yeah. she walked down the aisle with, uh, with, my, with my buddy James. And wait, you're using his name, but not hers. Just call her out. No, no, Stephanie. No. We know it's you. I mean, everybody <laughs> she, knows, she's at the still knows now. Uh, I think she's North Alabama somewhere, oh, okay. but I'm not sure. So it had been raining, you know, before our wedding. Yeah, you were there. You remember? Yeah, it had been raining a couple of days before, and it was out at Fountain View Mansion, and it's a bunch of grass just to walk down. And, and this girl is, she's a very sweet girl, but she's she is rather large. Um, James is. About I need to wait. I have to imagine it. Don't shame this. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving you away. But let's Did just. Let's, like Frosty the Snowman. Let's suffice to say that my buddy James is about as big around as this big pen. James is a tiny little alcoholic. I love. <laughs> I love the guy. I do, but it's the truth. So we're getting. We're doing the rehearsal, and 
Casey's like, Casey, oh shit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we have got to cut this. No, no, we do not. We have got to no. cut this. Uh-uh. God damn it. No, no, we... no, we don't cut this. <laughs> we'll look at it after. We'll look at it after. Anyway. This is bullshit. <laughs> anyway, so she's she's walking down the aisle with James. He's they're, they're she probably listens wedding. to the podcast just to you know rub one out to listen to him talk. Huh? Then, then she's probably happy she got called up by name. So she tells James, "If I fall, you're gonna have to catch me." James said he just looked at her and started laughing. <laughs> God, it's terrible. Oh God. Oh, okay, let's I try to get back I, to I this. I can't fucking believe I did uh, that. We, we don't cut this. No, we we have to cut this. No. This is bullshit. <laughs> we'll see. All right, keep going. All right, so let, let, let's go. To this, let's talk about the shootout scene in the Ultimart. God, that was so. It was so fake. It, it was funny though. It was it stupid. Was, it was funny. I, you know, you got the kid play with the headphones in, yeah. playing the the Doom. You noticed it was Doom Two, right? Yes, yes, yes. He's playing Doom Two. Was that ever a big console game like that? I don't ever I remember think, seeing that. Like, I, I don't never re- saw it. I don't think it was a big. I think they had to just build game. that just yeah. for the just for the. So wait, why movie. did they? Why do? Why Doom Two? Do you think? Anyone thoughts? Probably a throw out to like something. Yeah. Like, Maybe they just like playing Doom. Maybe a cross promotion. I mean, it'd be about the right time. Well, and we do have a cross promotion. And uh, when they're shooting everything up, there's a Pulp Fiction thing. And so one of the little pieces of trivia is that Quentin Tarantino yep. was a fan of George Armitage, the director. And so he, I guess George called Quentin and was like, hey, can we blow up one of your posters? And apparently, according to what I read, that Quentin wanted to be in the film and be shot or blown up or something. That never obviously came to happen, but... We did see his Pulp Fiction sign. So, so did they rent movies out in that gas station? Yeah, the they other side of that. it. Well, yeah, there was a video. You know what was really cool in that gas station that you saw? The 24-pack of Zima. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I did notice that. Up I actually there, did not notice that. notice that. I did no, notice I that because they, they quit making those, what, early 2000s? Probably. But, it, but it's like right there behind his head. Like every time they showed a scene of him, yep. it's like right there. But did y'all see the, the C4 with the wire sticking oh, out in the so microwave? Fake. Yeah, it looked like a potato. <laughs> One I of them had that's like, what it was. It man, yeah. I was like, was this a potato bomb yeah. or something? I think, and uh, I did. It's like it's funny, stupid, whatever. But like, if you really did that, it would have just like as soon as you turned it on, the electromagnetic no, whatever. That's bullshit because C four is one of the most stable explosives on the planet. But what I'm saying is the wires and stuff sticking in that would start sparking, and then it would explode, right? No, it's you have to have something that's so you know, you know how C four works. You can light that shit on fire. You can throw it off the top of a building. Yeah, you need a percussion cap. You need something. You need something that moves. He's talking about the C4 itself. But it doesn't matter. You can okay. So if you went and stuck one of these headphone wires into it and then stuck it in the microwave, it's still not going to go off. You have to have a blasting cap, something that transfers energy at like thirty thousand feet per second. I don't think his point was he said he was saying like you would see sparks coming off the wires. You would. I mean, yeah, but I'm just and, saying. And the, the guy and the, the the bad guy didn't have like a trigger. He, he was using the timer on the microwave as a as a trigger. Guys, guys, just, we're fighting about the wrong thing here. Let's acknowledge that Tucker just called out the round mound that was Tucker's rebound. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh, God. You're welcome. I mean, it was, yeah, I, I mean, it was fun. I'm glad it, I, it was a fun shootout, whatever, seeing the two Uzis. I didn't realize Glocks have been around for that long also. Oh, they've been around since the 80s. How, seriously, like, how do you, like, even, like, come in a tie with a fucking Glock versus, like, an Uzi? Like, for real. Tucker, you're, 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 tra- you're trained with shooting weapons, right? Like, I mean, I like to think I'm a pretty good shot, yeah. Okay. Give me an Uzi, and I think I can beat you with no training. Well, I mean, two Uzis, thirty round clips. Yeah. They're yeah. both 
arguably shooting nine millimeter rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, right, but like my fire rates. Yeah, but he's better, he's yeah. he's not. He's not looking down the sights. He's literally firing from the hip. Firing from the hip. Both times. Yeah. You can't be accurate with that. I could, and, I, could, and I could hit you once. Martin Blank is sitting there, you know, popping rounds up over the top <laughs> of the chip chip display. Neither one of them are really worried about accuracy. I'm just surprised the kid playing Doom didn't get hit. Oh, yeah. He, he should have died. He definitely should have died. At least at least had a grazing a graze. bullet. Yeah, and I don't give a damn how loud your music is in those yep. in those headphones. You're gonna hear. Yeah, those are the on the ear headphones. They're not the over the ear headphones. Yeah, you're like, gonna not hear that, that makes a difference when it comes to like gunfire around yeah, here. Probably you're, not. You're gonna hear yeah. gunshots going off around you. Yeah, and then when he tackles the kid out the door, he's like, he, "What the fuck, man? I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm pissed. I gotta find a new job. Find a new job." <laughs> that was one of the greatest lines. I like to think that the director was the one throwing debris because, like, at one point, uh, John Cusack gets hit in the head with like a milk carton, and I would love <laughs> You're to do that. Flashbacks to the Weatherman. I am. I am having flashbacks to the Weatherman, hoping that like someone off camera is like, "Fuck you, John Cusack." <laughs> <laughs> You're shitty writing on this movie. He's I mean, probably, not that, he's probably one of the nicest guys. He probably is a really super yeah. nice guy. I mean, the fact that he co-wrote this movie is pretty interesting. Yeah. Okay, so Martin. God, ten minutes later, we're gonna move on to the next part. Yeah. You're welcome. My stupid story. I should never, never. Told. Really knows Tucker's stupid story. Yeah, his no, name. we're gonna we're gonna cut that out. <laughs> no, one hundred percent, dude. We need to have that. No, because I, Casey I, out because I fucked. <laughs> God damn you! I'm gonna pepper it in throughout this entire thing to make sure that story stays. <laughs> we will just delete this entire episode and start over from scratch. That's Martin and Debbie go on their date. Lots of exposition about the past ten years and talk about going to the reunion together. He meets the uh, he meets the pair of guys following him around in the bathroom, and they appear to be working with Grocer. Back at his hotel, he gets the intel of who's following him: two government agents and a freelancer, uh, and that they're working with Gracer. That Gracer set him up, basically. Grocer. Gross. Grocer. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, Looks like Casey trying to set him up for killing someone. He visits Debbie, and she agrees to the reunion to go to the reunion with him. Grocer finds Martin and discusses who is hunting him and why. Says he doesn't want him dead; he wants him to work with him. As he's preparing to go to the reunion, he calls uh, the therapist again, who helps calm him down. Uh, while running late, Debbie said this isn't going to happen again and attempts to call Martin to no answer. When he arrives to her house, he speaks to her father and comes, and they come to terms. Uh, he, tells, he tells him he's a professional killer, and he replies, good for you. It's a growth industry. And I do like, so when, when he calls Oakman, and, he, and they're doing those affirmation, like, yeah. I, am, I am breathing, all this other stuff. You notice he, he hangs up the phone, he goes, I am breathing, and cocks his gun. Yeah, oh yeah. A little bit of symbolism there. This is me breathing. Yeah. Um so one of the scenes where they go where he goes over to, to Debbie's house, mm-hmm. you see um he goes into her room and is like, Oh, is this the magic bed? And and you just I don't know about y'all, but I immediately the first time I saw this movie, it, it feels like they're about to have a sex scene, right? Nah. Yeah. Nah. I thought I mean I, I thought it was obviously they've had sex in that bed. Yeah, yeah but I mean in a lot of movies, I think you would have had that. They're just going to jump straight into a sex scene, but no, then he winds up them. he winds up giving her an airplane ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I can see what you're saying. They turn something from what could be very adult into something very childlike. Yeah, very innocent. Very innocent. Yeah. yeah. So I did like I did like. Uh, well, I guess that kind of plays to what's going on with him as a character, as far as like trying to figure out who he is again, kind of go back to who he was ten years ago. Yeah. But you know, like an airplane ride is only like a stone throw away from like motorboating them titties. <laughs> I did write actually. I said Debbie is almost childlike in her childhood bedroom because, like, when she opens the door, she runs and like jumps on the bed. Yeah. And, yeah so it is it, very. I mean, it's very. It's very childish. Very innocent. Very yeah. playful. 
Um, I, I just thought that it was a good, um, I guess, offset or whatever mm-hmm. to or uh, contrast to the, the thing of, of him being a hitman yeah. and, and a uh, cold-blooded killer, yeah. no no morals, that sort of thing. But I did like what he tells your dad, where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a hitman. It's professional a, killer. Professional killer, sports sex, no real relationship, <laughs> doing business with cutthroat accuracy, that, that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just love how nobody believes it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a growth industry. Um, I, here's another thing, though, that I, I mentioned this back in Terminator 2. This guy, he's a professional killer, right? He always carries a gun, gun, gun with him. Every time he's shown with a gun, he, has, he cocks it, basically. It's so stupid. Like, I understand for screen purposes, you want to show someone I'm loading this weapon, but, like, it's just not real. Well, I mean, it's the most action you can do with a gun, you know. Like, Beyond, you, besides shooting Yeah. It. Yeah. I know. It just it's just one of those things that it's, it's to show it's it's a placeholder. It's to show that something's going to I happen. I get it, but it's just as a person who carries a gun, and you as a professional person who carries a gun, like you know, I'm I'm not going to wait until I'm about to crash to put on my seatbelt. I've got I'm just one ready. Point to go. out that you called me a professional, so I, th- I appreciate that. Someone <laughs> pays you to do that job, so technically. So Tucker, when you're carrying, I didn't say you were good at it. When you're carrying your gun on the job, like, is it okay to like have like the whiskey bottle in the car? <laughs> <laughs> no, you put that in the styrofoam cup. That way, no one can see it. Okay, that's what that is. Stephen, when you're the next police chief, you know. Oh, I know. Come cracking down. Oh, that's that's the plan. Speaking of which, how's your uh, application for police chief at Rockford? <laughs> Do you want to tell the story? Or do you want me to? Because you're the you're the one that found it. I know, but I'm gonna let you tell it. So I get a call at work. Uh, it's been a couple months now, and Trey says, "Hey, do you want to do you want to be a police chief? Do you want to get promoted?" <laughs> I think is how he how he started it off. I'm like, "Well, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the goal." He goes, "Great, you want to be a police chief?" And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I found this job. It's a police chief job in Rockford, Alabama. It's somewhere around Sylacauga. The first thing that popped into my mind was, where the fuck is Rockford? I've never heard of it. So he starts telling me, oh, it's, just, it's a little town of like 500 people. Nice. About that, yeah. Yeah. And he had actually called up there and found out what the pay was. Are you serious? And everything. The, this, the fucking police chief makes less than our patrol officers do. <laughs> police yeah. chief in Rockford, Alabama makes $14 an hour in case anybody wants to apply. No yeah, health, it, no health insurance, and at the time, no state retirement. Yeah, they're just, they're, they're just not getting that this yeah. year. You're oh welcome. my god! Your your assistant literally carries around one bullet in his pocket. Well, right. that's not true. <laughs> Are you sure? God, I can't confirm. I mean, that's a limited budget right there. Right. Wow. I bet. I mean, only the only thing you have to worry about are drunks and cow tippers. There you go. Of course, and, I, then and, I remember having this. Domestics. I remember having this discussion about this later on about how then you could appoint us to different roles and one of us could become mayor and basically we just own our own town. Yeah, which I'm I'm actually kind of for. Mm-hmm. And have our own little you know compound. Okay, you know, but if we, if, but if we drugs. do that, but if we do that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm getting a lot more than fourteen dollars an hour. Well, in kickbacks, yeah, yeah, in kickbacks, yeah, not 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 in salary. Yeah, on see, paper, man, we're all, poor. <laughs> It's all under the table. It's all cash. Oh, is that how this works? Yeah, that's we, how you don't. That's how you don't get caught. And pull Mitchell in because he's got the, the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you could turn one of those fields into like a nice little landing strip. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Learn how to package that stuff right. You can just drop it from the plane. I mean, well, Mitchell's got to, He knows about intelligence. He definitely does know about so intelligence. Can, and he can fly a helicopter too. Uh, I, I like uh, I like uh, grocer when they're in the uh, when they're in the restaurant and they're talking and obviously not trusting each other. <laughs> he says, 
what, I can't remember how it leads up, but it, it, I'm going to put a bullet hole in your head and I'm going to fuck the hole that it makes or something like that. <laughs> well, before that, when very they were, colorful as the waitress is walking there. Before that, when they were in the uh, when they were in the in the little bar or whatever, having the drinks, and Martin goes into the bathroom and the the two uh, NSA guys are there. NSA, yeah. Uh, all right, so we're going to go back and finish our drinks. I'll be back in the hotel in about half an hour. Mm-hmm. See you guys there. Yeah. I mean, they were obviously made, and they're yeah. still just not saying shit to him. Yeah. Yeah, but the best part was, like, the thing where they're like, oh, he left, and, like, grocery's out yelling at him, and they're like, oh, he's coming back, and, like, <laughs> they can go back in the stall. <laughs> oh, fuck you guys. It's weird. I don't know why. Like, it's weird seeing Dan Aykroyd, like, I guess, in that character, because I guess when I when you say Dan Aykroyd, I, I guess I automatically go to Ghostbusters. He's kind of the lovable, kind of silly, kind of dumb guy. I mean, I mean, he's obviously not that dumb in Ghostbusters because he's, like, a doctor, but this aggressive like cursing guy it's like it was almost drawing for me so, i liked it. Yeah. i liked him in sergeant bilko where he was the the uh, it's not a great movie that movie sucks that's still kind of funny no. but you I mean dude you had steve martin bro yeah steve martin yeah, like, bill hartman he's about bill as funny as not as he is like father of the bride father bride not a yeah. huge fan of father of the bride to be yeah. honest with you i like it i know you do that's your guilty pleasure. It is actually. It, it we watched. I told you I watched it recently, and it really it like man, it hits you in the feels. He's Little girl be growing up in about ten or twelve years. It better be more. Well, ten. No, it better be way more than ten or twelve years. Like eighteen. Yeah, she's not getting married at eighteen. She could. You got to do it for the baby. No, she's not. <laughs> what are we talking about today? <laughs> we already. Uh, <laughs> Steven, you know I love your child, and I will kill the first man that ever touches her. Oh, we're going to get one of those little pregnancy simulator things. You know, the labor pain simulators? We'd already talked about doing that as an episode. Oh, Christ. Just so they can see and be like, yeah, this is why you It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah, but what happens when they go, you know, it's really getting that bad? Shut up, Tucker. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need any of your crap. Hey, I'm going to have a little boy. I don't care. I'm just glad Chris has got two little girls, and I'm glad I've, I've only got one that I have to worry about. You got two, you got to worry yeah. about. Mm-mm-mm. I just, yeah. All right. Um, so have we gotten to where they've gone to? Uh, where he's have they gone to the prom yet? No, they're no, so, okay, so, yeah, so they so they attend the reunion, and after some deliberation, they go they go through and see some old faces, share some stories, and seem very overwhelmed. Martin has a moment when he holds uh, when he holds an old classmate's baby, which I think was very crucial to him. Uh, they run into the old... Bu- oh, crap. I didn't change the name. What's the bully? Bob? Bob DeStepolo. Bob you know, the You bully. know who that is, right? Yeah, the guy from Walking it's Dead. Michael Cudlitz. Yeah. From Walking Dead. Did you ever want... You never watched Did you Walking watch Dead either? I yeah, quit I before he dead. came on. <clears throat> Anyways. They run into the old Billy who's bully who's obviously drunk. Martin and Debbie have a heart-to-heart, and Martin tells uh, about his reoccur- tells her about her re- his reoccurring dream and apologizes for, quote, fucking up her life. Uh, she says, though, that it's not over yet, which I thought was a nice little, like, you know, you didn't fuck up my life. But still still living it. You still have a chance to fuck this up exactly. even worse. Hang on. Uh, Question. Off topic. Walking Dead. Was mm-hmm. Robert Patrick in that, or was that the guy I confused for him? Andrew Lincoln. That's Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. yeah I confused those two. Hell. Yeah. I don't know. They both have little dicks. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, they dance and, the, and then they go have relations in the nurse's room. Uh, we see the ghoul come into the reunion. Martin. Uh, I stand by what I said about Minnie Driver. She's fucking hot in this movie. No, she's not. Yeah, she's pretty hot. She's not hot. She's kind of hot. Dude, just because she banged Matt Damon doesn't mean she's hot. Did she? 
Good Will Hunting. I mean, I think I that... Know. I forgot she was in that. She yeah, was hot in that, too. Uh, we see the ghoul come to the reunion. Martin encounters Bob the bully and defuses him. And when finding an old joint in his locker, the ghoul attacks and Martin kills him. Debbie finds them and freaks out, but Paul helps him get rid of the body. Debbie comes comes to his hotel and explains why and how... Excuse me. Debbie comes to his hotel and Martin explains why and how he does what he does. Debbie rejects the explanation and leaves him. Marcella is shown to be destroying the office. He gives her a severance and finally opens his uh, <laughs> his Mark folder. And it turns out that it's Debbie's dad. All right. Man, you miss out the whole like yeah. sex scene in the in the nurse's office. Oh, he, he talked about it. I, he, I, he, he, it he, the whole point is he we go. I, I I read this and then we kind of go back through it. I don't need to be like That's still one of the best parts though, right there because she she looks at him and she goes like something something feel, something yeah. feel right. She slaps, slaps the, the shit out, out of him. him. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't. I mean, I guess I I don't get that. Why is that? I mean, it is kind of funny, but he why? He kind of liked it too. Well. I, I, I mean, either, either that's something right, that happened in the past, or like he had it coming. He well, probably, yeah, I mean, had, he left her. He left her on her front porch for prom. Yeah, yeah. he had it coming. Um, I would leave that too to Mini Driver. I dislike her. <laughs> <laughs> but you would have thought she. I mean, like the first thing she did when he saw them at the radio station was kiss him. Right. That's why did she saying. slap him there? Because not not that's before what she, she was saying was missing. Too many people. Yeah. That's a glass in front to a. So it's okay station. to it's okay to open mouth kiss him, but it's not okay to slap him. What? I mean, I mean domestic I, violence is never okay. <laughs> <laughs> what if she's literally asking for it? Like, no, I, can, I, I would never hit a woman. I, you do what you need to do. <laughs> Neither would Whatever I'm gets joking. you hard, man. <laughs> no, I, I can concur. Domestic violence is never right. <laughs> no, it absolutely is not. Because I was a victim last night. Oh, Stephen got you. What? At your house when we were watching. Uh... And you hit him, Stephen. <laughs> No, that wasn't domestic. No, yeah, we haven't talked about this yet. That wasn't domestic. That was just violence. <laughs> no, you missed it. Yeah, he I got, missed it. I wasn't he, invited no, again. Wait, he got nut checked by his that wife. That is bullshit. That was that is a lie. No, I I made some smart. Well, I, I said about something that. about you made a stroke joke. I did. Make a he stroke he joke. made a stroke joke with Ashley there. Oh, <laughs> so, did she understand it? <laughs> <laughs> well, by the amount of drool coming out of the side of her mouth, I'd say yes. Okay. So, so Courtney, <laughs> Courtney nut checked him. With a mouthful of pizza in his, he had just his whole mouth was full a, of pizza. Taking a big bite of pizza and she just whap <laughs> nudged him. Dude, it put me on the fucking ground. Yeah, I'll allow it. There was no, there were no police calls. It was, it was fully warranted. Notice we said she nut checked him because it's the only one he's got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you haven't addressed your nut surgery on here, have you? <laughs> We've talked about nipple so rings did, and not as nuts. Did, uh, did y'all notice? Did y'all notice when the, uh, the All right, ghoul guys, goes? A little bit of trivia. <laughs> Tucker only has one testicle. <laughs> Have fun telling everybody about that, Casey. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Somebody start talking so I can't say anything. So, anyways, uh, did yeah. you? All right, so I'll tell the story. Apparently, like this big girl was riding Tucker, and she got a little too enthusiastic, <laughs> and this avalanche of tubby tubby fat like came crashing down upon that testicle, and wiped him out like a fucking skier on a mountain. I think you're killing him. Yeah, I mean, an ambulance was called. How'd you get the beans above the frame? I'm fucking crying right now. Yeah, you were crying back then too from the story. 
now, now let's clarify. None of that is actually true. It is. None all of right, that. All right. Nothing past the one testicle. <laughs> you all right? So did y'all know that the ghoul was actually a professional fighter? What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That, really? I've got that in my notes. I didn't Hang know on. that. Mm-hmm. Like, dude only lost like one fight like in his entire career. He was also... Looks like the last one. He was also <laughs> hey. John Cusack's uh, kickboxing coach. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Cool. Speaking I, of the ghoul... I did not know that. Speaking of the ghoul, now that I can talk again... <laughs> Did Do you want to clarify that none of that was actually true? Yes, or are you just gonna... none of that is actually true. I didn't think it needed to be said. Well, I just coming hang, from hang on. Which part's not true? Let's, not, let's go none through of it, this. sir. So, so do you have one testicle? No, I have two. No, you have no testicles. <laughs> His wife has two testicles. <laughs> That's right, in her purse. <laughs> as she makes a bigger check per per hour worked. <laughs> did, y- <laughs> did y'all notice when the ghoul went and, ch- went and searched Martin's room, the the promise... Uh, not prom reunion invites and mm-hmm. dress to kill on it. Yeah, I, did y'all catch that? I saw that. Yeah, that was pretty smart. Yeah, I can read IMDb trivia too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't ever bring any notes to to remember it all. So. He still doesn't have any fucking notes. I know. Neither does Chris either. That's because I just finished the movie up ten minutes before he came in. <laughs> Jesus, it's a good thing someone. I, I would have written some notes, but somebody was in my driveway hitting the horn. You know, like come on out. No, well, you it was, no, you fucking wouldn't have. You hadn't done it for what are we on episode nine now? Eight or nine? I don't know. Okay, I'm not uh, going to talk to you like that by a man with one nut. <laughs> so, Casey, can you confirm? Jenna, Elf, Jenna Elfman, this was her, her movie debut, and she played, I don't think the character even had a name, but she, she had the brace on. Yeah, she had the body brace. Which was an homage to 16 Candles and Joan, Joan Cusack and 16 Candles. We can still hear it. Uh, um, let's see. Um, okay, here's this is, this is how you know you have a true friend. If I go, if I literally... Ditch out. Like I don't I don't even like call and say bye. I just like one day am not there anymore. Like an Irish goodbye at a party? Yeah, exactly. Right. And then ten years later, I show back up, we ride around, smoke a joint, and then like the next day you find me with a dead body at school and you're like, Yeah, I'm gonna help you get rid of it. Like, well yeah, but then like right after they dispose of the body, Jeremy mm-hmm. Piven's character, they're standing at the bar getting like ice for Martin's yeah. hand and stuff, and he turns around and goes Hi, Martin. I'm, I can't remember his fucking character name right yeah. now. Hi, I'm so-and-so. Rob or something, I think. <clears throat> what do you do? And it's a very pointed question. Yeah. I mean, but st- all I'm saying is, like, he didn't question. He just said, you know, wrapped him up, helped throw him in the front. That is ride or die, bro. Like, after 10 years of not talking. Like, and I, and I, I, I hey, wrote R2, this. R2-D2 did it, man. I wrote this note earlier, and I didn't, I didn't really touch on it. But, like, when they get back together, when they bump into each other and they're riding around, you know, they're smoking that joint, and then he just starts going, 10 years, 10 years. Like, he doesn't, so he's questioning, he's angry, he's happy. Like, it's he just, just doesn't get it. Yeah. He just doesn't understand why. Like, yeah. you know, and, and Martin I just, tells him twice he went to an army, yeah. became a CIA contractor, and now he's a killer for hire. Yeah. I just tells uh, him twice. And I guess it's them starting, to, the people starting to realize that he actually does do this. All right. But, Quick poll Who would help me hide a body? Are you going to tell who, who agreed? I mean, just raise a hand. We don't have to say anything. All right, it's it's unanimous. I think we'd all I think we'd all help each other. I think you just told it the outcome of the vote was you dipshit. Okay, no, it means we're all guilty. <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you ever like watched the town? And he's like, hey, we're gonna go hurt some people, but you can't ask a question. And, and wait, now say that again. Have you ever seen the town? Like, That's the Ben Affleck movie. Yeah, Ben right? Affleck yeah. says to Jeremy Renner, like, hey, I need your help. We're gonna go hurt some people, but you can't ask any questions. He's like, all right, whose car are we taking? <laughs> like, like I need those friends in my life. That's fair. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I'm not saying violence is always the answer, but it's usually the final it's, answer. It's, it's always an option. Maybe not the best answer, but it is technically it's an, it's an always option. an answer. It's, an, it's always an option. I, yeah, I, I just, I mean, that's solid, man. I, even, I don't know, I guess the reintroduction afterwards that he's like, okay, you're not joking about this, so. Yeah. Um, and have, you then, all, have you all ever seen the movie Very Bad Things? Mm-mm. Okay, it came yeah. out in, like, 1998. It's, like, Christian Slater, Jeremy Piven's in it. But basically, like, Jeremy Piven, like, accidentally kills, like, a hooker, like, in Las Vegas on, like, a bachelor party trip. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole movie, like, they go hide the body and, like, it's everything that centers around it. But, I mean, I just find it funny, like, he was all... So, it's a true story. <laughs> In his life, probably. But, <laughs> you know, I just find it very funny. Like, this is the second time he like, helps hide a body in, like, two years in a movie. <laughs> I do. I want to ask this question, and we'll, we'll go over this afterwards, but I'm just going to ask this question now just so I don't forget it. Do, do you think you'd actually be a hitman? Don't answer now. Don't answer now. Just save it for after this. Just mull on it. Are you talking about morally, or are you talking about, like, technically? Either. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Last little bit. Uh, so we find out that, it, that that Martin's Mark is is Debbie's dad, which I thought was a great twist. Honestly, like up until this point, the movie has been kind of fun. You know, it's got some good, smart writing and dialogue stuff like that. But like once it when when I saw that picture, I was like, this is going to get really good. And because didn't he say dumb fucking luck or something like that? Yes, he happened? did. He absolutely did. After I, after he was told never to like contact her again. Yeah, like dumb fucking luck. I literally I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> good luck I, with that restraining like, order. <laughs> I kind of chuckled along a couple of times during the movie, but this I literally went like, oh my god, are you shitting me? I mean, you could kind of see it building up. It, to that. it does make sense looking back, but I mean, I didn't see it at the time. I didn't see it coming. It was a nice twist. Yeah, it was a nice twist. So, uh, Martin starts explaining about. Uh, uh, Starts explaining about when he's uh, when his turning point started and how he loves. Well, he goes to Debbie's house. Sorry, he starts explaining about when his turning point started and how he loves her while trying to save them and not being a, uh, not how he's not going to be a hitman. While Grocer and his guys are trying to kill them, Martin. While Grocer and his guys are trying to kill him. Sorry, I, this was. Well, hang on, I so, didn't edit this very well. So, so real quick, do you know what the whole hitman contract was about? Did you, no, catch, did you, did you catch that? No, uh, somebody he he was going to give a so, de- deposition, but yeah. So when when he when he's running down the street and and the Grocer and his guys are sitting up in the van with the rifle, getting ready to shoot him, and Martin pulls up and saves him. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, you've been a very bad boy," and tosses the file, and somebody wants you dead or whatever. Right. And he pulls back up at the house, and he he was a like an engineer for a automate uh, automotive firm. Because you hear him go all this over a leaky sunroof. Oh. Okay, I get it. The second time, because yeah. I watched it twice this week. That's funny. I didn't. I did not catch. That. I mean, I, now I remember hearing yeah. that, but it didn't really like connect. Didn't register. Yeah, it yeah. didn't connect as to. He like, had a mark on his head because he designed a, fa- a leaky sunroof. <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. Well, I mean, because he was like testifying about it, though. That that's the thing. yeah. Obviously, this has gone to like probably a what do you call that class uh, action. class action? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, let's see. So Martin and Grocer end up talking, talking and shooting at each other. And when the government guys showed up, show up, they killed them both. Martin then smashes Grocer's head with a TV while saying popcorn, which had come up a couple of times. Did y'all know? Dan Aykroyd was the one saying popcorn. Bing, but, bing, 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 bing. Popcorn. Popcorn. But what is, I guess, but then Martin says it when he smashes his head. Martin. I it was Dan Aykroyd that said it. No, Martin said it. Yeah. This was Cusack saying it. Yeah. Because um, Aykroyd was getting electrocuted with a TV. Yeah. No. So but was he because it was unplugged? Uh, did you see him he, continually he, like, convulsing? He was being electrocuted, but you're right. I, that, that was my thought. I was like, why would he be being electrocuted because it's I mean, unplugged? I could see him having like a seizure because he's just had blunt force trauma to the head. But yeah, I don't... If that TV was on earlier, those tubes are still going to hold something. Uh, like they would still capacitor? have a charge, yeah, right. a capacitor. Yeah, okay. so um, we see... A capacitor. 
That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah. Holds electricity. Hmm. You have to discharge the capacitor before. I didn't pay attention in science. <sighs> Anyways. Like, uh, my wife gets on me, like, she's trying to tell me, like, stuff about the baby. I'm like, I don't like you my know. job's done. Yeah, like okay. you're telling me about like how these things grow, and like I didn't pay attention to science. You're like, now just give me a size: avocado, orange. What are we at? Like I don't care. Pineapple, or is it upside down? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so, so in college, for my first undergrad degree, like my final semester, like I was taking biology two, like had had to take it. Well, I was going to fail based on like too many absences. So is this I, where you learn that storks weren't real? No, like I I was going to fail based on absences because I didn't go, even though I had like a C in the class. And like I told him, like, oh man, my dad has cancer. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and he's like, man, dude, I had a similar situation with my parents when I was in college. I I'll pass you. Are you serious? Oh, god. <laughs> I had when I when I was in Spanish two, I was I did okay in Spanish one. I got like a B in Spanish one. Spanish two for whatever reason, I just. Super hard for me. And I studied. Like, this is not just lack of effort or anything like that. I actually did try. My, my roommate's girlfriend, her mom is Spanish, and so and so she speaks fluently. Of course, someone who speaks fluently and learns at home. Wait, who not, speaks Spanish? I wasn't listening to you tell the story. Roommate's girlfriend. Roommate's girlfriend, okay. Yeah. So Stephen's girlfriend, Maria. Okay. What? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Your roommate Steven and his girlfriend Maria. I got you. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the guy that I live with that's the same. Are we talking about the one that lives in North Alabama now? Yeah. Okay. Well, she's living in Mexico now. So, anyways, <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. No, she's Spanish, not Mexican. Guatemala. Okay. Same thing. <laughs> she used to get so mad when I'd call her Mexican, but anyways. Uh, but no, it's hard to learn something from a native speaker like they're trying to teach you. So that didn't work. I would go to the teacher. I, I literally told him at one point that um, if he passed me, I swore that I would never speak Spanish again or even go to uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> that was a lie. I uh, know, but he he actually he I got I ended up with a with a C in that class. I don't know if I actually earned it or not, but that's what I got. That was like me with my Spanish class. I I took the final drunk because I thought I was going to fail. <laughs> We went out. And we it was a night class. It was a, it was a nice Spanish class. I actually went out like three o'clock that afternoon. Started drinking margaritas and was like, "If I got to take a Spanish test, this is the way to do it." <laughs> I did that for a biology test, but I knew like I was going to fail all my classes that semester. So I guess I'll be. Uh, so you know, I was in college. This is not Spanish related. So <laughs> was, was, it, was it still uh, Alabama Polytech? Then? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alabama Men's Institute. Oh man! It was the East Alabama Mail College. East Alabama <laughs> Mail College. Thank you. So I was taking accounting. It was eighteen forty-seven. <laughs> Anyways, I was in. What there. was it like when your family like went out for the gold rush? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Anyways, did, did you have kerosene? Did you have kerosene lanterns <laughs> or just candles to go to the outhouse? <laughs> <laughs> Did you consider yourself lucky you didn't leave in the Donner Party? <laughs> I was going to make a joke and you beat me to it. <laughs> How do you change a wagon wheel? It looks so easy on Oregon Trail. Uh, Is it more danger, danger, dangerous to ford the river or float across? All right, let's, the, let's Where's the best place to mine for gold? Now? Or back then? <laughs> All right, tell your story. We're done. Let, let, Are let's, you sure? Yeah, probably. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. So I was sitting in my accounting class, and um, I had like a major like sinus infection, so I took some Actifed, 
And I don't know if you know stuff what that is because it's probably not around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they don't make well, it anymore. <laughs> right, they don't. <laughs> no, I don't know. Do they? No, not anymore. It's not legal. Is it not? <laughs> no, because people it's, like would take too much of it. Like the bodybuilders, like you'll work out and like they end up overdosing. It's basically yeah. a one chemical compound away from meth, just for future <laughs> reference. Well, okay. Well, I took it. I mean, that's yeah. why they use Sudafed for meth. So <laughs> it kind of it, it kind of numbs your sinuses up there for real. Nice. So it, like numbs like your face and all that a bit. <laughs> so I was sitting in there, and I just had my hand propped up and. I thought it was cold in there, but what was really going on was because my face was numb. My drool was just going all the way down my arm onto my paper. <laughs> and what made it so bad was like I wasn't like quickly cleaning up. I just sat there and just started laughing about it. Uh, <laughs> drooling all over your test as an adult. Just, just drooling all over myself. I still right. do that. Okay, oh, let me shoot. just. I have one last sentence, and we'll and we'll get to the end of this. So, um, when you were hunting, did you like shoot all the bears and like leave that meat? Like, is that what happens? Hey, what was the what was the transition to black powder from the bow and arrow? <laughs> <laughs> no, they probably use an atlatl. <laughs> I told them I had a musket, guys. That's what I'm saying. The black powder transition. Yeah, right. Don't worry about that. Is that what you <laughs> is that what you call Anita's downstairs? Oh. <laughs> a musket. <laughs> More like a black powder transition. <laughs> I was just saying more like a blunderbuss. Oh, God. All right. We see Martin and Debbie in the car driving. They're taking pictures of each other and, and seemingly happy. Fade to black. The end. Did y'all notice many driver was smoking a cigarette there at the end? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. But not surprising. Was, no. was it a cigarette or is it a, a joint? I mean, it looked like a cigarette. Could have been a joint. You know what? Here, here's a part that um, we, we didn't talk about. When he calls up his uh, psychologist or psych, uh, psychiatrist, sorry, oh yeah, this counsels, is this is me firing you. <laughs> this oh, is yeah. me firing you, and he starts slamming the phone now. You know what's going through his mind? He's like, oh, he's gonna he's come to kill he's me. He's gonna now. come kill me. <laughs> yeah. and I'm gonna know, die. Did you notice his, his therapy patient like on the ground cowering <laughs> yeah. while he was slamming the? Because you know, getting well, that's what was going through his mind. Oh yeah, he's about right. to come kill me. I told him the wrong thing. So that that shootout thing, God, it was again. I mean, I get the movie, everything, but it. John Woo, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. face I mean, off, mm-hmm. like they're all double wielding. Yeah. Oh my god, it's just it, so fake. I mean, that's '90s though. I, and that, I, yeah, I know. That's just it's you know it's kind of like it's kind of like with Terminator 2. It's in the '90s. You some of the cheesy one-liner kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah it kind of goes back to the uh, whole. You know, there he's so accurate with his shooting. Where in, in the in the oh in, in the, the house? house? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah but it, it was like ten feet away. They were in a dining room. Well, yeah. he shot through the door and killed the guy through the door. It was pretty cool. He just knew what was happening. I mean, yeah, here's somebody yeah. opening the door. It's and then as soon as he comes that, down the steps, he's like two shots, takes yeah. out the guy, and then he so, goes in the kitchen. Well, I, I can, shoots I can speak with a frying pan, which is awesome. I can I can speak for the door because that's actually you, you get out of a doorway as quick as you can. It's called the fatal funnel for a reason because everybody has to come through there. You don't stand there and block it because that's a good way to get killed. So out when he hears when he hears. Somebody rattling the doorknob, he knows they're in front of the door, so yeah. pop, 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 pop. Yeah. But anyways, my point was that when he's you're so, so accurate when there, are... but then in the in the gas station. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Well, when y'all are doing, like, your SWAT stuff, like, don't y'all stand on both sides of the door and, like, not stand in front of it? So, you typically, and... typically, you stand off to one side, then your yeah. your ram guy hits the door, and then and he, he rolls, out. rolls off the other yeah. side, and then your your stack goes in and starts clearing sectors. Because you know you already have a plan as to if who's you, going and, and that depends on what kind of entry you do. If you're doing a dynamic or if you're doing like a containing call out, it just all depends. Hmm. Learn something new. There yeah. you go. Uh, 
I, I thought it was funny though the whole time because he, he's telling her all this stuff that's like very deep and emotional and how he's trying to change become a better person while just make this gun work yeah and well, then she points it at him. Yeah. <laughs> and just like I mean he beats the dude to death with a frying pan he's like I really think I, we can do better with ourselves and our lives no, like, I'm not saying that's quoting I either have any found respect for life or I'm in love with your daughter I know wham 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 and then after he after he, he takes out Grocer and all the rest of the bad guys I mean he goes back upstairs Debbie, I love you. Will you marry me? And her dad pops up. I have no objections. You have my blessing. <laughs> you have my blessing. I can't. Does he say I have no objections? You have my blessing. I, you have, oh, yeah, you my, have blessing. my blessing. I think it's but, but like, can we point out like the guy who in the kitchen? Like he shot him twice in the chest, frying pan. Then like another three, shot. three more times. Yeah. Sorry, is it a plane? I guess I, I heard something. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did you hear? I heard it too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Must have been a jet flying over. But yeah. We're getting they, a new football then, coach. Then, like three, then three more shots and then another frying pan. <laughs> head. Like, it was a little I mean, bit of overkill for someone who's a trained killer. He's dead. He's making sure he's dead. Yeah. Shoot until the threat stops. Yeah, absolutely. I pulled the trigger. He twitched, so I pulled the thing <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, that's the end of Gross Point Blank. Um, I guess we'll start with final thoughts and do our... Re- well, don't we need to answer your question first. Do you want to do that now? I say we do. All right. We'll so, the, again, the question is, do you think you could be a hitman? So I say we start with Chris. That's where we started the podcast with. Probably not. I probably couldn't be morally or tactically. I think it would be on the moral level of it. Well, obviously tactically I can't do it. But I mean, like if I had the tactical skills, I mean I, I don't know. I probably wouldn't do it. I don't know. I mean, even at nights, you'd definitely have to have a psychi- uh, psychiatrist. Yeah, you definitely need someone to talk to. Yeah, because I mean, just that's why the they image. made alcohol. <laughs> hmm. They say alcohol doesn't solve problems, but neither, neither does milk. <laughs> Trey? Morally, yes. Tactically, no. Just because you don't own a bunch of guns? or Yeah. What? yeah. Like, I don't have any interest in guns. Do you have any caveats to your the, the morality side of it? No, I'm like three steps away from like a sociopath. So. <laughs> At least he's honest. It's fair. Of course, now a lot of people already say you already do this anyways, being a, being a police oh, officer. Oh, God damn, dude. Really? <laughs> I mean, that's what the last guy was saying, like, right before he got shot in the back three times. You know? Still a suicide. <laughs> oh, dude. I did not say that. That was a joke. Wow. Well, I don't think you've actually killed anybody on duty yet. I haven't killed anybody, period. Okay. Yeah. Officially. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, could I, though? I think I'm morally ambiguous enough that I could do it. I remember the first time the first gun I ever bought was a 1911. It's a Springfield 1911, 45 caliber, and like it's a big gun. And I literally remember walking out, going like, I could theoretically kill someone if I had to. You know, if I if my life were being threatened. As far as being a hitman goes, I'm. I think I could do it morally. Tactically, I think you could learn that. I think it's just one of those things that eventually. But my morality is the line of. I, not like this guy. Not like he did it because he just did it literally just for money. Like he was going to kill Debbie's dad because he designed a faulty window. So you'd be more of like a like a zealot. You'd do it for like political or yeah, religious or whatever. Uh, you know, I, more moral. Like I would uh, almost like uh, uh, what's his face. So like so like you would you would have no problem shooting someone like Hitler or yeah yeah um uh, Kim, Who, Kim Jong Un. You do admire though. Like you have gone on record. <laughs> oh <saying> God. <laughs> I recanted that. Remember that? Oh, okay. Yeah. I just like the mustache. That's the okay. thing about it. If you're a hitman, you're not really going to have 
much of that choice now, would you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's, he wouldn't. He's more of a. He'd be classified more as a zealot. I don't know. I think contract killers like you can turn down a contract. Yeah, you can turn down. A, I mean, turn yeah, down, you can turn but, down a contract. I mean, you know, like allegedly, there were some that would say like no women or children. Yeah. Oh, great movie, The Professional. You well, I mean, there was also the scene in uh, Scarface where where they refused to blow up the car at the UN because the wife and kids were in the car. There you go. Well, and like, uh, what's the show down in Miami? The the serial killer, Dexter. Dexter. Yeah. I mean, he only kills guys that get away with. Well, he with... killed. He killed chicks too. But I mean, yeah, you well, had he, to be. He, he, they had to be like a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. but he's not a hard hitman. That's fair. No, he's just no, a serial he's killer. just a serial killer, it's, sociopathic a serial killer. But I mean, it's a great show through like four seasons. Yeah. Does anyone have like a favorite hitman? I don't. What? I do. <laughs> I do. I don't know of any actual hitman except for the one from the Time Suck episode. Yeah, Pittsburghville. Like, it was part of Murder, Inc. Mm, like he allegedly had, like, I think it's like 80 to 100 kills. Nice. Yeah. I mean, are we talking, like, are we talking, like, military snipers included in this, or? I mean, if you want to call Simo. them a hitman, I mean. I mean, they took out heads of state and, and heads of military, so, sure. I mean, yeah. they weren't taking out, like, the CEO of AT&T or yeah. anything like that. But. I don't know. I feel like with that, though, like, you're sort of, like, given the allowance to do it because it's not like a contract because well i mean it's well i mean no it is it's a government contract well, well but i mean like here's the thing though like you're not going to jail for it whereas like contract killers probably going to jail yeah they, they get, get caught. caught yeah was it richard the Iceman kuklinski yeah buddy yeah I, if we're if we're counting military guys in i would have to i would have to go with either carlos hathcock or chris kyle i mean those two guys were amazing uh, snipers. shots yeah do you True. believe like the uh stuff where people say like chris kyle lied about like some of his records you know, I've read his book, and I don't. It, it didn't come across as as very braggadocious, so I don't. Well, then, huh? Using that it, word, it's a word. It's it a word. We're using that word today. Calendar. I mean, he 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 didn't seem to be bragging about it and being <laughs> just oh look at me, look at how yeah. good I am. He, yeah. It was very matter of fact. It was very. It was written very much to me like um, Carlos Hathcock's uh, White Feather. Never read it. All right, you need to. Okay. Are there um, pictures? <laughs> yes, Trey, there are pictures. I'll give it a look. Um, read the back cover. Yeah. <laughs> Were you going to say something? Oh, I'll tell you. My favorite hitman, Brett the Hart. Oh. <laughs> Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah, oh, man. Funny. He had the sharpshooter. He, he was did. the excellence of execution. There you go. That's probably my favorite hitman. All, All right, play. so uh, final thoughts. And rating. And rating. So, okay, this was a fan pick, right? Yes. Yes, right, it right. was. Yes. And th- was this the same guy that liked T2? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I'm just going to give it a three then because of that. <laughs> Jesus. I was going to give it a four, but because he said that, I'm giving it a three. <laughs> Wait, so. You, yeah. Th- it's a three-beer movie. You, it's a three-beer now. You realize this is a reverse scale, so three is getting towards the, it's, it's not a good movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's you're, why you did good, You're good with that. I was with a four, and then, and then I remember. You were going to give this a four? Wait, wait. Wait, no, Four I was going to give it a two. And then and then this guy was, you know. Al. Yeah, Al. Okay, so, so take, take, no, no, no. So you have, to rate, the, you have to rate the movie on its own merits, not because somebody it's else likes Terminator 2. No, it's, Chris can give it. It's his rating, oh, unfortunately. Like T2, Trey. see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a one-beer movie. Like, I've watched it multiple times this week. I don't have any objection to it. Mm-hmm. Don't forget he likes T2. I'm, I'm not going to punish Al, who... Who has spoken to me on Twitter? So 
Shout there out. You go. There you go. Yeah. All right. So one yeah. beer for you. One beer for me. But you know the song "You Can Call Me Al." No. Yeah, Paul Simon. Yeah, Paul oh. Simon. Chevy Chase was in the music. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a good song. Okay. It is. All right. Yeah. Tucker? Uh, I mean, it's a solid, it's very 90s, solid movie. Um, great cast. Mini Driver was gorgeous. John, John Cusack did a really good job of playing just the, the hit conflicted hitman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can tell he's fucked in the head. Yeah. Um, I, the cast, the supporting cast was great. It, it's it's a solid movie. I own it. I'd watch it again tomorrow. It's a it's a one one and a half beer. I'm gonna go with one and a half beer because it wasn't perfect. I'm gonna yeah. go with one and a half beer movie. Do y'all right. feel like they should have uh, given like more background on like the people he was out to kill, like no. the dossiers? Absolutely not. I feel like it would have like just helped explain like sort of like the level of bad people he was dealing with. Yeah, I mean, because because you end the last killing was supposed to be the like we said the sunroof design like that's yeah. not like that's like, not a real oh, reason to kill well yeah, but he exactly. tells people if and it, it, he doesn't say what he said you it's did not it, yeah, it's, it's not me it's not me it's not if i show up at your door chances are you did something to bring for me to to bring yeah. me there maybe it, maybe the dad knew that the design was bad and put it through anyways who knows possible. but um okay for me I, it was it was a really good movie it was a lot of fun um i felt it dragged a little bit personally um i found myself a little bored sometimes uh it's good dialogue and everything and it was delivered well, well but it just I don't know, just it, the pacing sometimes was a little off, just for me. Yeah. But but the ending really made the movie really good. Um, and for that reason, I will give it one and a half beers. Do you think, like, the deadpan, like, dialogue, like, because they peppered in the jokes really well, but, like, you had to, like, focus and hang on to it. Yeah. So and and that, that I think that's part of it, is that, that like, I would get bored and kind of I mean, that's, that's wander part of, that's off. That's part of the writing, though. I mean, what do we come up with? One point seven five. That's going to be. I haven't started the spreadsheet yet, but I think that's going to be the highest rated movie we've done so far. I'm okay with that. Yes. I mean, I think it's a, it's a solid movie. Yeah. I would watch it again tonight. I I would watch it again, and maybe I think part of the problem though is watching it for. That's why I realized after watching. Uh, oh God, what's the long Double one? Double Dragon. No, 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 no. The American. <laughs> that one felt like Once the Upon a Time in America. <laughs> I realized while watching that, it's hard to watch a movie for the first time and be critical of it. Like, I wish, that's why I wanted to watch it yesterday and just watch it to know where the story goes. So then when I watched it again today to be critical of it, I, I could connect some of those dots too, you know? But I only got halfway through it, so. Yeah, I can see that because you watch it one time to enjoy it and then one time to, okay, well, this is what's wrong with it. Yeah, and this is exactly. why this character do this. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And so I'm going to try to start doing that. At least, like, maybe maybe midweek watch it to enjoy it. And then, you know, Friday, Saturday, maybe even early Sunday sometimes, watch it again to type out my notes and everything. See, that only works, though, if it's not a shitty, shitty, shitty Well, movie. that's true. Double Dragon Double Dragon did not need to be watched twice. No, it did not. It didn't need to be watched four times. Like, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, what's-his-face is going to get a check for 30 cents because we watched that movie, you know? Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. <laughs> and Scott Wolf. Scott Wolf. I was thinking Scott Wolf and oh. Robert Patrick as well. well. He'll probably get a dollar. I mean, he was top he billing. Was, yeah, he was. He was top billing. Who's the other guy? Lincoln? I don't remember. And you're you're thinking of Walking Dead again, Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. I like that guy. That guy gets some money off of that. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> to the wrong address. Yeah. Well, so next week's, we do have another uh, another fan request. Yeah. Now, granted, it is from, from my wife. <laughs> She does listen to the show, so she's technically a fan. Which she's also gone on record to say that Tucker's not her favorite. That's fair. She yeah. did say that. I think she said, is it Trey? I didn't, I didn't I, hear that part. No, I probably not. I don't think Courtney likes me. That was my wife. <laughs> oh, that's right. That Your wife, wife said yeah. Trey, Trey is her favorite. Yeah. I mean, 
Everybody makes bad choices. It's true. Taylor has a track record of them. I know, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Tay. Um, I don't. Um, my wife hadn't honestly listened to it, but she's you know we have different circumstances. So actually, I take that back. Her phone has played our podcast. <laughs> she just doesn't listen to it. I just turn it down because I don't want my mother-in-law listening to it. <laughs> so anyway, um, my wife wants us to do the movie Backdraft, which is uh, that was early nineties. Yeah, that's fine. I've never seen it. So I'm you've glad. never seen Backdraft? It's pretty good. I mean, I only watch good movies, so like, well, that was great. It's I, I've I haven't seen it since probably since it came out like on video and rented it. I think my dad probably rented it That's and I watched cool. it with him. The, Dude, did the you see the very, way like he started to say something and then just stopped mid sentence? Sort of like very, Casey was like crushing that testicle. Jesus. <laughs> the very first time I got a surround sound system, that was one of the first movies. That and Saving Private Ryan were one of the oh, first movies so that I watched with us with a big surround sound yeah, system. That's an awesome movie. So, Backdraft will be next week. Uh, before we get out of here, let me give you our social media information. Uh, oh, uh, I, end of the story, but I still want to shout out everyone that's listening. Uh, we really appreciate all Thanks, the listeners. Al. Yeah, really appreciate Al contributing to it. Um, again, I think I told you all this. We, we got a listener in Argentina. Did you see that? Really? I sent you all a screenshot. Someone in Argentina. So, never mind mm-hmm. Iceland, now Argentina. Like, All right. When I was 15, I went on a cruise with my friend Jackson, and on that boat... <laughs> was a hundred girls celebrating their quinceanera from Argentina. So it could very well be one of those. <laughs> is that, is this your, so you have yeah, a half Argentinian. I'll take things how, that how never happened for 500 Alex. Do what? No, Wait, how, no. how long ago was that? Uh, well, I was 15. So 21 years ago. I don't believe wow. anything. So you that say. could be one year. Dude, I swear to God, this happened. Like it's a hundred girls, you know, more than half of them were beautiful. But so the I, one I, that some, you, some of them looked like Casey. So if it's a 21-year-old boy, that's your son? No, like, no. with that group, there was, like, two, like, grown men and, like, somebody's brother, like, Diego. Diego was a cool, cool dude, but uh, there was a girl named Florentina, I think. I don't know. She was super hot. Like, so, so what your son is, your long-lost son could be listening to us in Argentina. No, right. no. I didn't even get to finger one of them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was 15, too. It's cool. Okay, if you want to stop anyway, listening so, to so us, where, where can they find us? If you want to stop listening to us, you go to the guysreview.simplecast.com. Uh, <laughs> click unsubscribe. Click unsubscribe. Uh, you can email us any thoughts, uh, ideas, requests, anything you want us to do uh, at the guysreviewpod at gmail.com, Instagram, the guysreviewpod, and Facebook.com slash the guysreviewpod. So, um, uh, and guys, if you will. Um, Give us suggestions, it, products, uh, experiences. Uh, if it's something we can reasonably do, we'll do it. Movies, Absolutely. music. Um, if your ideas, uh, yeah. If we if your idea gets chosen, or right now we'll take whatever we can get. But you know, you recommend something, and if it's something we can feasibly do, you'll get a shout out. It's, I think Marcus in Sweden has had put a couple of things on on one of our Facebook uh, posts, so we need to get through that. And um, I you know, if that. you can, yeah. And if you could also, uh, obviously. Uh, review us, rank us, give us five stars or whatever, and just leave a leave a review. That would be wherever you listen to your podcast. That would be very Tell helpful. Your and other than that, we will let you go. Thank you for listening again on behalf of myself, Chris, Trey, and Tucker. Uh, this was an episode of the Guys Review, and we'll see you next week. Casey, give us a call. Oh, God. Let me go. Out.